This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 201 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by Bluehost. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost. The best web hosting for just $3.95 a month Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. Plus, Bluehost trained in-house experts are there to help 24-7. Their robust help center includes guides, video tutorials, and more. You can try them and love them or get a refund within 30 days and signing up. Your satisfaction is their top priority and they're confident you'll be pleased with their services. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the Bluehost picture to find out more today. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to your work week. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I know that I did. And we now need to transition you from that fantastic weekend into this week. And guess what's happening this week? If you're listening to this live, the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West is happening June the 7th and the 8th in San Diego. It's the first time that we're going to be on the West Coast. So we did a pregame episode last week, which was episode 197. If you didn't get a chance to hear that, just press pause, go back and listen to that episode. You'll find it very helpful in terms of understanding who all is going to be there. And let me tell you, there is going to be a ton of invaluable knowledge that will be happening at this conference. And as it turns out, I'm actually moderating an entire track. That's right. So I will be up on stage a good portion of the time for this conference, getting to interview many of these folks or run these panels for so many of the different people that are going to be there speaking. I cannot wait to pick their brains and find out what it is they're doing with their social and digital customer care programs. It's going to be fantastic. If you have not already secured your tickets, you can still go to sociallysupportive.com slash CSSWest to find out what you need to do in order to be able to get out there to San Diego. It's going to be a tremendous experience. Now, if you're not able to get out there, I will be doing some post-game episodes I will be trying to get some of these fantastic speakers back on the show with us to interview them so that we can get things rolling and get things taken care of. Also, I am getting ready to plan some changes to the Socially Supportive Podcast. I'm not going to tell you what they are yet, but I think that we've got all these foundational episodes under our belt, and we might be changing things up just a little bit. I'm still working through what it's going to look like. Stay tuned for that. You don't want to miss that. This week, here's what we're doing. I have had a lot of questions coming to me lately about social media, customer care, about 
what a program should look like, how you should shape things, how they should get together, what's important to measure. So I have curated five different episodes this week that you may have missed the first time around. You more than likely did. There's so many more people listening to the podcast right now. So I'm trying to make sure that all of the foundational data that you need is served up to you in a meaningful and curated fashion. So this week, we're going to be talking about social customer care. Make sure that you are tuned into these episodes. You don't want to miss them. Even if you've heard them before, you still want to make sure that you refresh yourself on what this information is all about. So tune in, get your coffee. Let's get started. Today's inspiration comes to us from Susie Orman, who said, recast your current problems into proactive goals. And our book of the day is Capturing Loyalty, How to Measure, Generate, and Profit from Highly Satisfied Customers, written by John A. Larson and Bennett E. McClellan. So what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about going proactive with your social customer care. And I want to put out there right away, many people talk about being proactive when they're offering customer care over social media, but I want to make sure we all have the same definition. And so I'm going to put some terms out there. I refer to there being three stages of social customer support. So the first stage that pretty much everybody's actually in is reactive customer support on social media. And what this means is they're going out using a fancy tool and they're listening for all the mentions of their brand. And when those come in, they are responding to customers who are posting questions, comments, and complaints about the brand. Now, those responses can be either only to direct brand mentions where somebody's at mentioning your Twitter handle or talking to you directly on your Facebook page. Those are direct reactive messages. You're responding. The other piece can be indirect responses. And what this means is that someone is talking about you, but they're not talking to you. Perhaps they're on Twitter and they're talking to one of their other friends or tweeting and they just mention your brand name, but they don't directly at mention your handle. These are indirect messages that are reactively being responded to. And you can remember that both of the re's go together. It's a reactive program if you are responding to customers who've already asked you something. So that is the first stage of social customer support is when you're out there responding reactively to customers. The second of three phases I refer to as proactive, which is what we're really going to be focusing on today. And what I mean by proactive response in social customer care is getting customers the information they need before they even know they need it. So this is for instances where you have an FAQ section. Perhaps you're posting estimated times of repair on your social media account if you're a power company and a power outage has occurred. The event has already occurred and you're giving customers the information they need for an event that has taken place. You're still giving information after the fact, but you're giving the customer the information before they need to call you. So this is really getting to 
proactively servicing your customer. And another instance of this that I'll give to you is when companies automatically send credits after a billing error has occurred. The proactive service element is that you are going out and being proactive in providing the customer support to your customers, knowing that an error or an issue has already occurred, and then you are solving the problem without making them call you and ask for a solution. So an automatic credit is one of the best examples that I can think of because When you know that a credit needs to be given in a certain situation, you're not requiring the customer to call in and ask for it. You're just automatically putting that on the account. So the third of three stages of social customer support is really around prevention. I call it the preventive stage. What this is, is stopping the issue before it even becomes a problem. So for an example, if you have an iPhone, you know that they pretty much update themselves. When you've got apps on an iPhone, those apps, if you've got it set up to allow it, will just automatically fix themselves. Wouldn't it be great if our cars did this, right? If your car would just automatically change its oil or your refrigerator would automatically have milk reappear in it. This is automatically fixing something before anybody could possibly have a problem with it. Another one would be when you purchase a product and you know the old style philosophy was you would purchase a product, there would be a rebate attached to the package and they would tell you that once you fill out the card and send in your proof of purchase and mail something that in four to six weeks, if you're lucky, then you would get some sort of coupon for purchasing the product. You're essentially lowering the price of the product, right? But what if you had rebates that automatically deliver themselves with no action on the customer's part. I think some of the new e-coupon companies are starting to do this and they're able to set it up because you've got a username and a password and things like this. So very fantastic stuff that can happen. And this is really preventing any sort of error or malfunction or extra effort on the customer's part. So those are the three stages of social customer support. You can be reactive where you're responding to customers when they post the questions. You can be proactive where you're getting customers the information from something that's already gone wrong or that will inevitably go wrong and having that available so that they don't have to reach out to you and it's ready for them. And then the third stage would be preventive where you're stopping the problem from happening in the first place. So I want to focus today on moving from reactive social customer support to proactive social customer support. The reason for this is that preventive customer support takes the entire company. I feel like at the C-level, you've got to have the mentality that you're just going to make things completely better, and that has to cascade all the way down. At this level, I think what we're doing with our digital and social customer care programs that can really move from the middle to the top and then back around the rest of the company is to show in a microcosm, in a smaller environment where we have control, how changes can be implemented and then reflected back to the bigger organization. And when you are able to be proactive for someone and just go above and beyond, customers love it. So let's look at what it would take for us to, instead of just reaching out and answering customers' questions and problems and concerns all the time in a reactive fashion, what would we have to do to figure out how to be more proactive 
from a social customer care perspective. So I'm going to give you four steps to moving from reactive to proactive social customer care. The first of four steps that you need to worry about is to identify the types of issues that are coming into your social properties. Now, I say this because as an organization, regardless of what product or service you offer to your company, there are probably things, if you have a retail center, there are certain types of issues that a customer feels comfortable going to your retail center for. They want to walk into the store. They want to look at somebody. They want to be there in person. Maybe they want to take your product with them. There are some things that a customer categorizes in their own mind as this is something I should go into the retail center for. Then there are also different things that the customer wants to call you about. They feel like if they call you on the phone, they should reasonably expect to get their issue resolved and they know what they're going to have to go through to make that happen. But they're satisfied that they don't need to or want to go into your retail center to take care of that issue. So that's why they're calling you. Or maybe they don't know if they have to go in. So they're going to call you first. There are different issues entirely that customers have felt comfortable with contacting your organization over social media about. In my experience and in working with the companies that I've worked with, what I see is that customers have sort of been dipping their toe in to test the water of social and digital customer care. They'll try it one time, they'll get a feel for it, and then based on their summation of what their experience was, the level of difficulty to get a particular problem solved, the competency level that they associated with the agent they worked with, those factors all work together to form in their mind whether an item is something that they should reach out to you over social media for, whether they should rather call you about it, or whether they should go ahead and come into your retail location. So you want to identify the types of issues that are coming into your social properties. Some of the items that could be coming into your social properties, and these are kind of the most common ones I can think of, they may be different for your specific company or vertical. But the first category would be a request for assistance. If they are completely missing the product that was supposed to be delivered, or if the service that was supposed to be provided no one showed up, it just didn't happen that day the way that it was supposed to, that would be missing product or service request for assistance. They want you to help them solve that. The second type of request for assistance could be the product or service was delivered, but it's not performing as expected. It doesn't work as they expected the product or service to work. Now that doesn't mean it's not working as designed. It just means that it's not in line with the expectation the customer had about how they thought it was supposed to go. So those are two request for assistance types. The other type could be questions that customers have. They might be reaching out on social media very frequently to ask questions about your services, about your products. Maybe they've got technical questions like how does this work and what should I do? And then they can also have billing questions that come across. And depending on your vertical, you may or may not get very many of either of those type of questions. For example, if you are in the banking industry, people may not tweet you about their balance on their checking account. It's personal, it's private, social is a very public channel. 
Maybe they DM you for assistance about their account balance, but you may find that you get more questions over social about the different products that you offer at your bank. Uh, What kind of checking accounts do you have? What kind of minimum balance do I need to keep to avoid having a fee? Or if I direct deposit my check, can I avoid the fee altogether? These are fair questions that you could expect to see either publicly or privately on social media. If you've got like a lawn care company or something like that, and you do lawn maintenance, then billing questions might be more frequent. Why did you overcharge me $20? These are things that people feel more comfortable in my experience talking about publicly on social media versus the privacy of their bank account or their mortgage or something. So those are two kinds, requests for assistance and questions. Now, two other types of issues that might be coming into your social properties are complaints and compliments. And again, depending on your vertical, it can be very different as to the number of compliments you get versus the number of complaints that you get. You may get a lot of thank yous. If there's a lot of brand love around your product or service, then you may get a whole lot of compliments on social media that are coming through, but you may be in a category that's hard to love. And so you might have a lot of complaints that are coming through. So identify the types of issues that are coming in specific to your social properties. And then the second of four steps I want you to go through is to sort these items by volume and complexity, almost on, you know, a sliding scale where you say, okay, we get 500 of these, but on a scale of one to 10, it's 10 difficult to complete this task versus we get 10,000 of these, and it's only a two level two difficulty to complete these tasks, sort of get your arms around that get everything ordered in that way. And then your third step is to design proactive content around items. And this is the key part around items that are most frequent, and also have the least complexity. So what you're doing is you're saying, The items that are pretty simple to do, but they happen quite frequently, let's see if we can get some proactive content out there to let people know that this is what's happening. And that's where you can start to put out these proactive Facebook posts. You can put proactive tweets out there. You can have this content in your community forums. You can have it in your community FAQ or on your website. This is where you want to be developing that proactive content. And some of the larger companies, I spoke with Valeris at Insight Group's Customer Service Summit back in October, and they're having tremendous success with their proactive content that's being put out. I'm hoping to get them on the show pretty soon, but scheduling is challenging. So if you can take a problem that's very frequent and pretty easy to solve and get yourself a tweet out that goes out on a regular cadence to let people know that this is a situation and this is happening and this is how you can solve it. This is very helpful to customers. And even if they don't need it right that moment, if it happens to them, they're inoculated with the information that they need and they perceive it as being less of a problem. This is why proactive social customer service is helpful. You might think, oh, it's noise and I don't need to worry about this. And why would people want to know about this? They do because now they know and they didn't know before and it's helpful to them later. And they just sort of file it away until they need it. 
So once you do all of that, the fourth step is really just to put a pilot program together. I would say this, you'll want to know since you're going to be proactively pushing out content, you're going to be designing posts that you're going to be sending out. In your company, it might make sense to work with your marketing team or your public affairs team. You'll certainly want to have their buy-in. You'll certainly want to show them numbers about what you think it's going to do as far as a compelling impact for the company. You'll also want to make sure you understand the bottom line, what you think you're going to gain in terms of savings in responding to customers. Maybe you can decrease the number of questions that come in about this particular topic from X to Y by Z date. And once you start monitoring that, you can get that pilot program together, but do decide whether marketing and public affairs will be proactively pushing depending on the tools that you're using, or decide whether you want your own customer care team to be physically pushing out the content. That's something that you'll want to work out and find out which handles is the content going to be distributed across because do you have like a help Twitter handle? Do you only have one main Twitter handle? You'll want to get all those details worked out. Either way, I think that you'll find that for many companies that are out there getting proactive and helping customers before they realize they need help, but when you already know that it's pretty likely they're going to need help with this particular situation, that's how you can get proactive. Now, once you get proactive, the neat thing is you can then turn around and get going towards being preventive because if light is shed on the fact that this problem occurs on a very frequent basis, Maybe that problem can be prevented by the organization as a whole if it's shown light on the fact that it's a bigger problem than people maybe realize. Today's episode was brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. They search out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then deliver the monthly beer club selections direct to you or your gift recipient's door. You can choose an ongoing beer club membership or craft beer club gifts to ship monthly, every other month, or even quarterly. This is a fantastic gift for the craft beer enthusiast in your life. Give 1 to 12 shipments and receive up to 3 bonus gifts and an additional $25 bonus with your order. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the craft beer club picture for more information today. All right, guys, there you have it. Another episode that you can have actionable information to take away right now and improve your social customer care program. Make sure that you tune in for our next episode because we're going to have more information that you don't want to miss. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.